Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA as a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry... We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in Armani suit standing on the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now. I'm Greg Oliar. Four years ago, I stopped writing novels to report on the crimes of Donald Trump and his associates. In 2018, I wrote a best-selling book about it, Dirty Rubles. In 2019, I launched Prevail, a bi-weekly column about Trump and Putin, spies and mobsters, and so many traitors! Trump may be gone, but the damage he wrought will take years to fully understand. Join me and a revolving crew of contributors and guests as we try to make sense of it all. This is Prevail. Thanks to Noom for supporting Mueller, she wrote. Sticking to a weight loss plan can be hard. Noom is designed for results. It's out with the old habits and in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M, dot com slash A-G. And thanks to Legacy Box for supporting Mueller, she wrote. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories. Visit LegacyBox.com to get started and for a limited time, they're offering you an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com AG to get 40% off your first order. Finally, this episode is brought to you by our new series, The MSW Book Club. We will be releasing episodes to the public of our review of Russian Roulette by Isakoff and Korn every Thursday starting April 4th. Find it wherever you get your podcasts, or just head to MSWBookClub.com for a link to the feed. That's MSWBookClub.com. You'll be glad you did. This is David Priest, the author of How to Get Rid of a President and the President's Book of Secrets, and you're listening to Muller She Wrote. So to be clear, Mr. Trump has no financial relationships 
with any Russian oligarchs. That, that's what he said. I, I, that's what I said. That's obviously what the, the, our position is. I'm not aware of uh, any of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I didn't have not have communications with the Russians. What do I have to get involved with Putin for? I have nothing to do with Putin. I've never spoken to him. I don't know anything about him other than he will respect me. Russia, if you're listening, I hope you're able to find the 30,000 emails that are missing. So, it is political. You're a communist. No, Mr. Green. Communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Ladies and gentlemen, the Miracle Theater in Washington, D.C. is proud to present Muller She Wrote live. And now, please welcome your host of Muller She Wrote, A.G. Check. Hey, you guys, how's it going? Fucking welcome to Muller She Wrote Live! Oh, I'm so glad you're all here. I'm so glad to be amongst friends. We got a couple of nasty messages last weekend from folks on Twitter saying, oh, are you going to close down your podcast? Are you going to shut down? What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? I'm going to wait for the fucking Muller Report to come out. What are you going to do? So we're waiting patiently, but you guys, we've got hundreds of, of emails of support and tweets of support. I can't thank you guys enough. I want to promise you, Muller She Wrote is continuing robustly. And we are not going anywhere. So I'm your host, A.G., and with me as always are Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Incredible. This is amazing. Thank you guys. Wow. Yeah, you are all the best ever. It's been so cool talking to you. And if you haven't talked to us yet, please hang out after so we can chat. Yeah, yeah. it's been so cool. Thank you so much. Uh, look at what you guys helped make. This community is insane. I love you guys so much. Thank you. Hey. I'm sorry it has to exist on Facebook, but that's where it is for now. Uh, who? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how else to. I mean, I think we'll we'll try to find. We've got so many suggestions from you guys about platforms to move the fantasy indictment league. We're working on it. Yeah, somebody made us like a private uh, Reddit like subreddit, but yeah. I can't, I can't get in. Whoever made it, like I want to get in, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not invited. They didn't give us the passwords, no. so somebody else runs it. Yeah. Um, also, we talked about having a dating site that we set up. Yes, singles looking to mingle. Tonight is the first event. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Make some love. It's just Muller without an E. It's M-U-E-L-L-R. Now, now no. is that... <laughs> yes. I like it. I like it. The dating yes. app for like-minded, awesome people. 
right? Justice boners for everyone, yes. It is, it's definitely justice boners all around. Jordan, what do you think? About justice boners? Yeah, what do you think about justice boners? I think it's good. Um, I think it's a bit gendered, if I might say. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> what would be the equivalent? I can't imagine. Too graphic for, uh, is this an all ages venue? That's a good thing to establish. Can we say fuck? Oh, yeah. is that? We will. We will be saying fuck. Okay, so perfect. We'll be singing fuck, right? Yeah. No, yes. I don't. No. Oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> It's a secret. Oh, it's a secret I surprise. See. Yes. No one knows. Now, no, nobody knows about it. <laughs> but I suppose Manafort is. Fuck. 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 Oh, hold on. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> Saturn is like when Whoa. we're a little more drunk. Okay, <laughs> give it another go. Okay, all right, we'll see. Yeah, we just didn't well, drink before this show, so it'll work out later. Probably. <laughs> I think I left my Miller Light back. All right, you guys. I really want to right now. I have to bring this person out. You. I'm so excited to have her. First of all, I have to get the piece of paper because her credentials are so. She just has so many, and she's such a fantastic person. Um, but we've got a lot in the show for you. We've got sabotage. We're going to do that. We're going to play the fantasy indictment league here on stage. Yay. We have an interview, some fun surprises, but now, joining us on our panel tonight, we would like to welcome MSNBC contributor, trial lawyer, Yale grad. Everybody, please put your hands together for Katie Fang. They know what is what, but they don't know what is what. They just strut. What the fuck? All right, I got it I'm in. I'm not rocking the beer, so. <laughs> All right, you guys want to pull your microphones close to you and see if we can hear you, give you a shout out? Check, check, Hello. check, one, two. Yes. yes. Hello. Awesome. Mom? Katie, how are you? <laughs> I am, I'm, I, I'm speechless, which rarely happens. I'm, I, this crowd is amazing. God, you guys have such good energy. So. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It is all thanks to them. Like, seriously, we wouldn't be here without you. So, guys, thank you so much. And um, let's see. Let's start off uh, the show with my new favorite segment, Corrections. <laughs> <laughs> it's our mistake. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. <laughs> that was a mistake. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so my first correction here. We had asked, I think it was during one of the uh, daily updates that we do now, uh, about, we were trying to find a, an 80s movie that didn't break any political correctness rules. <laughs> uh, because we were talking That's about 16 Candles and the date rape scene where he's just like, go ahead, take her home, have your way with her. And everybody was like, yeah. All right, that wow. Was with, that was the one with Long Duck Dong, right? That was Long Duck Dong, exactly. Oh, sexy American girlfriend. <laughs> was it that one? That was the one, right? That's what I thought. That's, That's what I thought. the one. <laughs> so I thought maybe Back to the Future. I just named one off the top of my head, and I challenged you guys to send me political incorrect things, not because I didn't think there were any, but because I couldn't think of any at the time. 
that occurred in Back to the Future. And here's what we got. First of all, white people did not invent rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was the lovely scene when they referred to the band as spooks. And said they didn't want to mess with reefer addicts. (laughs) (laughs) And then to which he replied, he called him a peckerwood, I think. And then, so there, we found it. We found the politically incorrect moments in Back to the Future. But the white guy inventing rock and roll took the cake. (laughs) All right, uh, we had some, uh, about, I, I was talking about a jam bag. And the reason I call it a jam bag is because of the Breakfast Club. Uh, which is 35 years old this week. Whoa. March 24th, 1984. She's too young. That's not fair. She's too young. Yeah, because remember it goes March 24th, 1984, Shermer High School, Shermer, Illinois. And um, yeah, that's this week. <laughs> and so I was reminded of that because you remember when uh, Ali Sheedy dumps her bag out on the couch and he's like, what do you care? It's shit in your purse. She's like, you never know when you might have to jam. So... So that's why I called it a jam bag. And you guys sent me a lot of emails. I got up because people watch a lot of um, doomsday preppers. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided to watch an episode. Holy Christ. <laughs> what? The f- <laughs> hey, that's a lot of Trump people. We're the ones who should be doomsday prepping. Oh. Like, get the LaCroix. We got to stock up. <laughs> so you guys reminded me that it's also called a go bag or a bug out bag. That's right. So thank you for that. Um, I said Papadop was asked to wear a wire and he refused. Um, I had said he, he, he wore the wire while in the meeting, but he was just asked to wear the, the wire and he refused. So I, my mistake was that I said he wore the wire. He actually didn't. He said he wasn't, he wasn't going to. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, right. What it's always allegedly, right? <laughs> yes. And yeah, you can just, uh, just everybody just put allegedly in front of everything that I it's said. It's just understood, parentheses. It's always there. But I'm right. Um, I say in the middle of the corrections segment. <laughs> Another correction from uh, one of our new daily updates. There is only one felon in the Snoop Dogg-Martha Stewart relationship, and that's Martha Stewart. That's so funny. Snoop was acquitted of all charges. That's right, free Snoop. Free Snoop. My bad. We had also indicated that Republicans could run Avenatti for president now that he's been indicted. Mm. Wah, wah. <laughs> and we got to talking about some Republicans who had done just that. Uh, and here, here they are. Joseph D. Morrissey, a longtime Virginia legislator who ran his latest campaign while serving a jail sentence for contributing to the delinquency of a minor, which is quite cool. Really. <laughs> he was out front, like saw me at 7-Eleven. We called it hey duding it in the 80s, you'd be like, hey, dude, buy me beer? Hey, dude. So that he was hey-duding it, apparently. On Tuesday, uh, he, uh, he won his bid for re-election. Not, yeah, he won his bid for re-election to the State House of Delegates in a special election. Voters re-elected two Republican congressmen in the midterms, Chris Collins of New York and Duncan Hunter of California. Oh. 
who were facing federal indictments, who are facing federal indictments for alleged alleged insider <laughs> trading and campaign no. corruption, respectively. Quick study. <laughs> yeah. uh, Texans re-elected Attorney General Ken Paxton as their top cop, even though he's facing criminal charges for securities fraud. <laughs> and in Montana, voters re-elected Rep. Greg Gianforte, despite his conviction of misdemeanor assault after body slamming a journalist. But we got an email reminding, of, uh, reminding us of a socialist named Eugene Debs who ran from prison for president and almost won. <laughs> and of course, there was Ron Reynolds, the Texas Democrat who went uh, to jail for business fraud. There's a ton of examples, but I think the joke was that indictments won't slow down the Republicans. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Not fun, though. Not fun. <laughs> In a daily update for patrons this week, I misquoted Charge of the Light Brigade. Uh, I said, theirs is but to do or die. It's theirs but to do and die, uh, indicating you have no choice. And that's the, it's an important distinction. <laughs> theirs <laughs> but to do and die. Finally, we had compared Corsi to Wormtail from Harry Potter. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if Wormtail had turned out to be a good dude at the end. Well, Wormtail showed apparently a moment of weakness and sort of helps Harry, or rather is reluctant to hinder him. And in exchange, the magical hand that Voldemort gave Wormtail after Wormtail cut off his own hand because he's a fucking idiot, <laughs> strangles him to death. So he doesn't re re redeem himself completely. Turns out by the time he gains the courage to do the right thing, it's too late to save himself. And although this reluctance uh, to be totally evil does help Harry a smidge, which actually sounds a lot like Corsi. So <laughs> I, think, uh, I think the comparison still fits. <laughs> And he looks just like him, I swear to God. He does. It's weird. Dowd? He looks like Dowd uh, the, with the droopy dog face. My dog like you. This episode of Muller She Wrote is brought to you by Noom. Sticking to a weight loss plan can be tough because it's not just about what you eat. It's how you handle your irrational thoughts and obstacles that can hold you back. That's why most people who lose weight gain it all back or why folks just trying to develop healthy habits get waylaid. Well, let us tell you about Noom and how they can help you live a healthier and happier life. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And for different results, you need a different approach. And with Noom, you can build better habits through learning and not just dieting. Noom gives you all the tools you need all in one place. And it's a huge time saver and it's super easy to use. There's a 30 second evaluation that will help you set the goals that are right for you. For me, the best part is that everything is all in one place. I used to have to use separate apps to track my food, prep my meals by checking nutrition labels to make sure I was eating clean, logging my exercise, counting my steps, and getting the support that I needed. But with Noom, it's all there in the palm of your hand, all in one app. And that's the convenience, and it's really important to me because of my busy schedule. And personally, I'm not trying to lose weight, I'm just trying to maintain what I have and help develop better relationships with food. And the Noom tools, along with the community support and individual coach, have made that possible. Jordan, what did you like about it? I really love the interaction you get to have with your coach, your personal coach that's on there. And if you ever have a couple days maybe where you start slipping, they're really nice and encouraging about getting back into it and you don't feel bad 
It's not like you miss one day and they're like, you're out of the program. Right. It's yeah. not an all or nothing thing. Exactly. That's one of the tr- tricks and tips they teach you um, to help you overcome those obstacles. So Noom is designed for results. And so it's out with the old habits and in with the new. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash A-G. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash A-G to start your trial today. Again, that's Noom.com slash A-G and start losing weight for good. All right, guys, uh, it's time for the news. How about we jump in with just the facts? All right, we're going to turn our news this week into a quiz for our panelists, and we're going to have open discussion about the facts. Are you guys ready to play? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right, so here's the rules. I'm going to ask you each a question that's not like a buzz-in or anything. I'm just going to ask you individually questions. You answer them. You'll get two questions well, each. Well, my hyper-competitive asian is about to come out. So Don't I'm cheat off her test. Like I'm betting on you, too. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, and we used to do this thing where if you got a question wrong, I would make you wear... <laughs> a MAGA hat. I think we did, yeah, actually. But that was a year ago uh, during <laughs> the, one, of, uh, one of the shows we did. And they say that hate crimes are up almost 300% in counties where rallies are held with people wearing these hats. It's akin now to a KKK hood or like slapping a swastika on somebody. So I ain't fucking doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't bring myself to do it. Fuck that guy. All right. Let's start with uh, you, Jaleesa. According to NBC News, the FBI is expected to brief the Gang of Eight on Mueller's counterintelligence investigation. Who are the Gang of Eight? Um, they, the, the judicial um, <laughs> intelligence. There's cha- chair? There's a chair involved. Hey. <laughs> the chairman. They are the chairman of these groups. Um, do I have to list all, all of the... There's eight. So you've got the, okay, you've got the, the chair and the... And the so okay. you got the Dem and the and the Republican of of Intel. Okay, okay, and that's just two. <laughs> uh, all right, hey, I'll give you a hint. You got the Dem and the Republican of the House Intelligence Committee. Okay, uh, Schiff, right? Do I name them by? You don't have to name them. Okay, okay. Um, there's just more like committees. I can just name committees. <laughs> Is that a good guess? <laughs> uh, okay, I, I'm gonna do a lifeline for this one. <laughs> if I'm this yeah. one knows a lot more than the other. <laughs> Pelosi? Pelosi's not? Yes. Okay. You got okay. it. The speaker? Uh, oh, um, 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 moo. Yes. 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 Yes, he is the vice chair of the House Permanent <laughs> right? Committee on Intelligence. Say. Yes. Um, McCarthy? McCarthy? Yes. Um, is coming for so Nunez is moo. Yeah, moo. Yeah, no. <laughs> By the way, that's uh, that's Nunez. Chuck Schumer, Schumer, Schumer. Mm. Yep, he's the uh, uh, Senate Minority uh, Leader. Warner, Mark Warner. No, no. What, yes. what about coming? Yes, though? he's Senate Intel Vice Chair. Burr. Yes. Burr. Now right? you just need. Yep, I you got Schiff. We got Warner. Now we just need Speaker Pelosi. of the House. <laughs> Pelosi. No. And we need the um, who is the uh, Republican leader in the Senate? Oh, the old the old ratty crip creeper looking dude, Mitch McConnell. Say it. She's all say I it. Say it's name. like Voldemort. He who shall not be named. 
turtle. Yes, turtle, turtle dick. dick Mitch McConnell. <laughs> Good job. This well, weekend, I was be say oh, old, wrinkly guys. white dude, but that kind of covers a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, that's pretty so much all of them. That aren't yeah. So yes, this is all true. This weekend, NBC reported that the FBI intends to brief the Gang of Eight on Mueller's counterintelligence investigation, which makes it sound like it's separate from the regular Mueller investigation. We still don't know. Uh, if you're a book club member, you'll know that McCabe referred the counterintelligence investigation uh, into Trump over to Mueller, along with the larger Trump Russia probe. But we don't know if those things are going to be reported separately or if it's included in the Mueller report. Uh, no briefing has been scheduled, but uh, one of the officials has said they expect a briefing to occur behind closed doors in the next 30 to 60 days. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's Gang of Eight, FBI, Sounds counterintelligence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next question. Jordan. I'm scared. <laughs> This is a fun segment until you realize we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Fake it till you make it, my friend. Yeah. That's a good Next life lesson for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, and then if you have a good boss, she exposes you. <laughs> oh, no. All right, let's do this. <laughs> All right, Jordan, the Supreme Court of the United States refused to hear an appeal from the mystery company from Country A about a Mueller subpoena. As we know, Mueller has completed his investigation. <laughs> Uh, which U.S. Attorney's Office did he hand this case off to? D.C. Correct! Yay! <laughs> yes, according to Politico this week, the super-secret subpoena battle involving the secret company from Country A has been handed off to the U.S. Attorney in D.C. Other cases Mueller has handed off to the D.C. U.S. Attorney include Rick Gates, uh, which Mueller recently asked to extend for the fifth time his sentencing by 60 days because of his role in several open and ongoing investigations, and the Concord management case. Uh, that's the one where the Russians hired American lawyers. Jordan, you've been reporting on this to try to get all of Mueller's findings through discovery. Uh, they even got a hold of some innocuous documents during this uh, discovery process and set up a fake anonymous Twitter account <laughs> and bragged they hacked Mueller by posting forged and falsified documents uh, saying they were associated with Mueller's findings. Sounds like info war. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a gay frog in. <laughs> yeah, find the gay frog. What was that that we finding the gay frog? What was the bit that we had about the gay frog? Did oh we yeah, we were gonna yeah. At some point, um, I think maybe when we start doing more shows, maybe we'll hide a gay frog somewhere in the. Oh yeah, because Alex yeah. In a closet maybe. <laughs> no, that's the first place they'll. Look. I was gonna say, and that, that's yeah. the, the <laughs> genesis of said gay frog would yes. be closet <laughs> inside. <laughs> he just gets so mad about the frogs. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's what did they do to him? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> That's a great question for Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, whoever did it is a horrible, horrible soul. Right? Were, Something had to have happened to him as a child. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it did. No sympathy. Yeah. He probably was molested <laughs> by a frog. That's Who fair. Knows? Shit happens. Fix yourself. Plague of frogs <laughs> upon your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Can't damn it. All right, Katie. Yeah. Back back in January, a federal judge extended what by six months? The grand jury, well, we think it's six months, the grand jury for Mueller. Yes, correct. <laughs> and we were all sort of wondering what would happen with the grand jury after this weekend when Mueller seemingly prematurely ended his investigation. Uh, we put beans on the grand jury continuing its work with the prosecutors Mueller has handed his uh, investigations off to, and as it turns out, 
those beans came true. We learned this week that the Mueller grand jury is still impaneled, working full steam ahead, robustly. Robustly. <laughs> uh, this grand jury expires in June, if we're correct about it being extended for six months. And according to some lawyer friends I spoke to, it can't be extended again, but uh, might want to fact check me on that and send it to corrections. <laughs> uh, corrections at MullerShiro.com. Yeah. <laughs> This all came out in a court filing, um, or this all came out in a court hearing on Wednesday during the case over unsealing information about the secret company from Country A that was fighting a Mueller subpoena until it recently lost. Now they must pay about $19 million in contempt fines or pony up the documents. And dur during, the hurry, during the hearing, that is when we found out that the, it was continuing robustly. And did you guys see the Maddow segment on that when she read the court? Oh, my God. It's great. It was so fantastic. They were arguing like they were about to win. Uh, and and she's like, okay, so you're saying because the Mueller investigation is over, it's not part of an open and ongoing investigation, so we can unseal these documents. And they're like, yeah. And then she brings up the uh, the uh, U.S. attorneys and or for you know, the government, and she's like, so uh, is the is the grand jury still working? Yes, robustly. Yes. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And the other guy from he's like, she's like, do you want to? Retort? No, you don't. Have a seat. Bye. And, and they just sort of ended the... What? I'm paraphrasing, but it was beautiful. What do you all think robustly means? Exactly. Or not exactly. They're well, pressing really hard right? with their Right? Because that seems like in, in these times, they wouldn't say that word unless it actually meant something. Right? Right. It doesn't... Yeah. Yeah, because everything's pretty calculated in terms of word selection, so I think it means it's pretty robust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're all shirtless Excited. and yeah, bust, busty. <laughs> yeah. Like at like the the volleyball scene from Top Gun, right? <laughs> They're robustly working in that grand jury. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the gay frogs are playing volleyball at Top Gun. They found them. All right, let's see. Uh, Jaleesa, back to you. Mm -hmm. Mueller filed another document in the Manafort case where the Washington Post asked for unredacted pleadings. You'll remember that uh, last week, Mueller asked for an extension. Oh, wait, no. Sorry, this isn't a question. We're just talking. <laughs> we're just talking. Yeah, we're just hanging out. What? You'll remember. Did he? <laughs> I mean, if you say so. Yes. <laughs> that was a good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. <laughs> so Mueller filed another document in the Manafort case. <laughs> so, yeah, again, this is the one that Washington Post, they asked for unredacted pleadings, right? They wanted to unseal the documents. And last week, Tuesday, Mueller asked for an extension to April 1st. He, he, he didn't have a, he, he wasn't due to speak on it until Thursday. But on Tuesday, he came out and said, we're pressed with work. The, the press of work is great with us. We need till April 1st, mm -hmm. right? And then Wednesday of this week, Mueller filed a motion for another extension to April 15th. Washington Post opposed this, but like didn't... Like to file your taxes. And the first one Washington Post was cool with, April 1st, cool, we're cool. This one they're not cool with, but they are going to file a motion to fight it. So let me, I, here's what's weird. Why did Mueller ask for, a, why didn't he ask for April 15th on Tuesday of last week? Oh, okay. <laughs> did he not know on Tuesday that his investigation was going to end that Friday? I don't think he did. Like, why ask for April 1st if you know you're going to be transferring all your shit to the Department of Justice during that time? Mm. I just find that very weird. 
Space bean. <laughs> it's probably nothing, but like, come on. It's not like him to not be in order like that. So yeah, it seems like he was blindsided. The only thing I could think was that he didn't he didn't want to ask for April fifteenth because he didn't want to raise any eyebrows about well what's going on what do you need that much time for, but I don't know doesn't seem like a he doesn't seem like a guy who does things to right for on a whim like that yeah, yeah. manipulate thought you know yes I don't know all right this is actually a question Lisa <laughs> all right I'm ready we learned Wednesday that that Mueller briefly spoke to a witness in January that we didn't think was part of his investigation. She's more well-known as the beauty to Paul Erickson's beast. Oh, yes. Who is it? That's relative. Yes, yes, Maria Butina. Butina. Is it Butina? Yeah, Butina. I like Butina. From my understanding, um, the oh women God. take the men's name, like off-red kind of a thing in Handmaid's Tale. So, like, Putin would be Putina. So I figured Putin would be Butina. Butana. Um, so it's Butina. Yeah. No? Or Butina. That's nice. I like mm-hmm. it. I, I call her Maria Butina for a long time because it just had a better ring to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly don't know. Um, we should ask her. Have her on the show. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. As she's I being still... deported back to Russia. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can sure. do that. Delta yeah. has Wi-Fi. We can do <laughs> I'm totally sure Ice will just let her come by for a minute. That would be that would be fantastic. Ideal. Yes, Maria Butina. Mueller's team apparently questioned her in January, but it, it didn't appear she was central to his investigation into Russian election interference, according to two sources familiar with the matter. Uh, they only questioned her once for about an hour, and uh, while you'd think they'd have asked her about NRA money laundering, they did not. They instead asked her about completely different things, which we'll talk about later in the show. Hmm. But you are correct. Boot Thank you. Team. I redeem myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is kind of a weird one because the answer has changed 16 times this week. What? <laughs> Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> On Thursday, the Justice Department released a very important piece of information about the Mueller report. How many pages is it? Oh, okay. Currently, currently it is definitely over 300. Yes. <laughs> Is that right? Does that count as the right answer? Yes. Okay, cool. For I've sure. also heard just under 400. Yeah, right, which is really, now we, now I guess We've we heard 1,000. We've heard 700. We've heard, it's long hey, Bar- as fuck. Bar just said it today it's 400. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say 400? I he said it was 400 excluding exhibits. Okay. Yeah, like the millions of pages of underlying evidence. Yeah, <laughs> that's not included. So that's that's not counting redactions, right? They would it would just be the same page count. Same page they count. Actually take out the without, words or anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, straight up that. Same. We're gonna pages. read it on Mueller Shiro when it comes out, everyone. Every every, every page. <laughs> Wait, are you are you guys going to not speak during the redactions? <laughs> yeah. The we're gonna cow. Have, we're gonna the have moon. The, <laughs> no. We're yeah, gonna have no, the noise from point. Charlie Brown <laughs> where when wah, adults wah, talk. Wah 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 wah. Yeah, I think we're auditioning for voiceover voices yeah. currently. If you'd like, Manafort met with. It'll just be all in that. In his thirty-two thousand dollar ostrich. Oh, lizard, oh, yes. lizard jacket. No, ostrich. he has a lizard. No, he jacket? has a thirty-two thousand dollar lizard jacket. Oh my god, that's so many lizards. <laughs> it's a lot. It is. That's so humanity. awful. It's a horrible thing. How many ostriches did one, one ostrich. One ostrich. One, one, frog one gigantic <laughs> ostrich. <laughs> we'll send him a gay frog jacket in the mail. 
Uh, yeah, so let's see here. Uh, this this 300-page thing raises questions about Barr's four-page summary, obviously. Mueller only had uh, to report <laughs> who he charged and who he declined to charge, but the Justice Department, there's a Justice Department official who said it's over 300 pages, almost 400 now, who knows, um, and also said the report was comprehensive. It's not just a list of indictments and declinations uh, or people he declined to uh, indict. Um, it's uh, Ken Starr's report was 445 pages, but that report was conclusory. He drew a lot of conclusions in that report, and I have a feeling Mueller's doesn't. He doesn't strike me as a conclusory fella. Uh, and check this out. The Watergate roadmap, the one we've been calling the Jaworski report, the sent, the con sent to Congress by the grand jury, that one, that's the one that made Nixon resign, was 62 pages. Uh, Barr says he will release a version of the report to Congress within the coming weeks, uh, but he will not make the April 2nd deadline uh, that was demanded by six Democratic leaders of committees. Uh, now they're saying it might not go to the White House for executive yeah, privilege? Barr said that he's, he said that Trump told him that Trump would defer to him, oh, no big shocker there, <laughs> um, and that it would not be going to the White House. Although, legally speaking, they could still come back around and say that they want to assert executive privilege, but right now it's going to be redacted and allegedly, um, I love that, ever, um, <laughs> Robert Mueller is participating in the redactions as it as we wow. speak. So I wouldn't. I, that's okay because I, I would. You know, I, I I tend to believe that because Mueller sure. would you know be able would to know. say you know who because you don't want to reveal the names of Mueller would know best. Or uncharged. Yeah. Mueller knows best. Mueller knows best. <laughs> yes. Yes. Whole new podcast <laughs> <laughs> because I have daddy issues. <laughs> 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 Woohoo! The crowd goes. <laughs> really hit home for you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. Um, did I ask all my questions? Did I miss one? We still Wait, have one it? for Jordan and uh, well, no, and I. It's just Katie, right? Katie. Has oh, one okay, one? okay. Yeah, but I feel like I ran out. Just as we the thing. Improv. Katie, Mom. how was your day? Uh, <laughs> it, I got, probably, it got better with the bar announcement that we'll be seeing the Mueller report in redacted form in a couple of weeks. It got better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll be my reaction to it. I am yeah. glad they're releasing it with the redaction so that we can see how much they pulled out of the report. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be really important. Unless they don't do that, they just redaction here you know sometimes they'll put type the word redacted i think it's going to be a lot of redactions i know but something yeah. like if they do the black bars and you know how much is missing but if they just put redacted in in parentheses you don't know i was gonna say hopefully manafort's team does it right <laughs> yeah, yeah i know <laughs> let's have manafort's lawyers redacted for us <laughs> yeah. Oops. so we can just copy and paste from underneath the text yeah, yeah. This weekend, Republicans can't tech. <laughs> I should say Trump reporters. My husband's a Republican. Right, right. <laughs> a different time, though. It was a different time. He's not a Trump supporter. He's not. Um, just a, He's an old Reagan Republican, but now he's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. I can't. Uh, what does he call himself, then? A Reagan Republican? Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> he does. Yeah. And he actually now doesn't appreciate that I call him a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're outing him. Stop saying that. <laughs> it's like Prince. He's like the guy that formerly was known as a Republican. He's like a symbol now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's right. Husband formerly known as a Republican. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Wait, wait, wait. That's uh, that's George Conway, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> How saying. can you be married to Skeletor? <laughs> she looks like she looked directly into the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Is she too young? Yeah, me, me and Julissa oh, didn't get it. She's too young. We're just <laughs> aging next to her. We're just laughing. Is that a movie? Like Kellyanne Conway. I'm aging. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think my favorite thing I saw, I think it was this week or last week, somebody, you know, Cuomo interviews her all the time. And somebody just put, they put Kellyanne Conway on the Chiron and put Cuomo on the left and this dog on the right. <laughs> and Cuomo's just like. <laughs> it's really rude, but it was funny. It made me laugh. Muller, she wrote, is brought to you by Legacy Box. Legacy Box is a service that digitizes all your photos, home movies, negatives, slides, VHS tapes, all the memories you can muster. I have to say, when I got my Legacy Box, my mom was super excited to get all of her old camcorder and VHS memories digitized. First, she's retiring and she's moving into a smaller place. So saving space and organizing her home was really important. It was a no-brainer for her. But mostly, we have tape after tape of our family vacations and home movies that my dad took on his VHS camcorder before he passed away. And seeing him again after all these years on video was just incredible for the whole family. We also got a bunch of his negatives and all of our old family photos digitized, which not only means she doesn't have to lug all those boxes and photo albums around anymore because she's moving and downsizing, but she can have access easily to all those incredible memories. I put them all on her iPad for her, so everything is just a click away. It's really an amazing experience. So all you have to do is take your legacy box, fill it with all of your old media, like photos and negatives and slides and VHS tapes, whatever you got, send it in, and they'll do the rest. They'll digitize it all for you and give it to you on a thumb drive or a DVD, or they'll send you links for digital download. Over 450,000 families have used Legacy Box, and they have over a decade of experience digitally preserving your memories. All the work is done here by hand right in the United States. There's never been a better time to digitally preserve your memories, so visit LegacyBox.com to get started. Plus, for a limited time, they're offering an exclusive discount. Go to LegacyBox.com slash AG and get 40% off your first order. That's LegacyBox.com slash AG and save 40% today. Get started preserving your past. You'll be glad you did. All right, you guys, guess what time it is? It is time for Sabotage! Oh. Yeah! <laughs> I kind of want to listen to the whole song. I love that song. <laughs> Can't stand it. Okay. Guys, this Sabotage is pretty interesting. Uh, Kushner was seen leaving the Senate Intel Committee Chamber Thursday morning. We didn't know they called him back in, but apparently he was behind closed doors with the committee. Katie, have you heard anything about this? No. No? Sadly, no. I just, I don't know why. Like, I'm trying to figure out why he was there. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he, had an, he had a justice boner for more than four hours and was directed to <laughs> return to the Senate, to the Intel, Senate committee. Intel Committee behind closed yeah. doors. <laughs> 
and feeling things. It won't go away. <laughs> and neither will you. Fuck off. <laughs> wait, wait. Maybe, maybe Jared Kushner is a mole. The mole. Mole, he's not mole. a blood relation. He's not a blood relation. He's a Democrat. And he's, al- and he's always being kicked to the curb, if you think about that it. That would make sense. So he'd maybe he's useful at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I would love I, that for the story. It was that the Intel good. Committee. I tend to think maybe he was there about something regarding a security clearance. Yeah. Um, what what security like, clearance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Come and say what? Like, where, where do they... <laughs> he has a security clearance. What? Yeah, I have one too. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, we all have one, don't we? A <laughs> <laughs> little party favors. Yeah, I earn mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was something else that happened too that I wanted to bring up. Ivanka apparently somebody got a hold of emails between Ivanka and Cohen. Did you guys see these emails where Abby Lowell, the the, uh, the lawyer for Ivanka and, and Jared? What a cool dude he is. Uh, and I, I loved the security clearance thing um, because he, he first Abby Lowell was like, no, Trump didn't have anything to do with it. The president didn't have anything to do with it. Then his second statement was like, oh, well, if, if he did, we didn't know about it. And then his third statement was, if he did, Abby Lowell didn't know anything about <laughs> it. He was not going to take one for that team. Fuck, <laughs> no, he wasn't. So Ivanka apparently, or Abby Lowell sent emails to Cohen, and we have the emails where they're like, you need to like distance Ivanka from Trump Tower. Don't say that she's part of it, even though she's got a whole fucking floor on there for a spa, probably being run by Cindy Yang. <laughs> <laughs> the Cindy Yang residency, only at Trump Tower. That's good. Yeah, but yeah, that was basically it. Like, don't talk, don't, just distancing her from Trump Tower Moscow. So that was also an interesting thing that happened late in the week. So I wanted to tell you guys about it. I thought it was weird. Um, I wish there was more info on it. I don't know why we don't know. Um, But I think that the Senate Intel Committee is probably the only committee that's actually investigating any of this in a bipartisan matter. Yeah. Or in a bipartisan way. So, and that's even uh, (laughs) iffy. (laughs) So, um I'm glad he was there. I just don't know what for. So I'm, if yeah, you find we'll out, find out more about that. Yeah, we'll tell you. <laughs> He's we'll a let mole. you know. <laughs> Put some beans on. I'm that gonna go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys ready to play the fantasy indictment league? Yeah. How has NFL not written us an email yet? How? <laughs> we may have gotten one. We get a lot of emails. <laughs> it's like. They're like the wealthiest organization in the world. I don't know how they haven't sued us. Um, Oh, they're non-profit? I don't believe they're a (laughs) non-profit. They are a non-profit. (laughs) Right. That's smooth. They're actually pretty socialist when you think about it because they split all the money up evenly. That's how come the Green Bay Packers can get to the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's not like like baseball, money ball. That's capitalist fuckers. (laughs) Happy opening day. All right, so... Yeah, it's March Madness' opening day, and you guys are here with us. I love you. All right, so this week, Jordan, you get to go first this round. I pick second. Okay. Jaleesa, you go third. Okay, okay. I'm all doing, right, all right, all right. <laughs> I'm doing a Trump inaugural. Oh, hell Trump yeah. inaugural. And I, I want to explain, too, with the Fantasy Indictment League, in case you, aren't, in case you don't listen... Um, 
that'd be weird if you're here. <laughs> they just tune out. <laughs> Regardless of whether uh, indictments come from the Mueller probe or they come from any of the 19 investigations he's handed off or have been started by U.S. attorney's offices, AGs, DAs, the New York financial fucking guys who got money out of Deutsche Bank from Deutsche One alone. Um, any of those indictments are going to count, and I'm going to count Butina too, for why not, oh, okay. uh, if that happens. I don't know. I think she's going to be done. She's going to be let go for time served. She's cooperated. They'll send her back mm-hmm. to Russia. <laughs> That's scary. Um, I miss Papa Putin. That's what she says. <laughs> Putina. Putin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I like Putin, though. We can't call him Putin. Putin's delicious. <laughs> All right. Uh, I go second, right? Oh. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to go with Manafort. That guy is just fucked. <laughs> In a $32,000 lizard jacket. <laughs> right? <laughs> I read a headline that said he gets to keep his fancy clothes he and his houses. He's uh, he's still worth he's still worth about four million. He's still worth about four million. Wow! Still, Didn't even, even after forfeiture. Dent. Yeah. Oh. How does God he get damn. to keep his houses? Probably the government was like, "Well, these are mortgaged to the fucking hilt. You have them. We don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah. Pay your own debts, asshole." <laughs> Bi, that's what I would do. All right, Julissa, who do you got? I will do Eric Prince. Fuck. Oh, yeah, that's, a good, oh, that, that that's a good that's aggressive that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. that media saw interview was insane where he's like uh no i have the transcript right here you didn't say that and he's like well the transcript's wrong i like that was aggressive yeah. i like that one that was aggressive i like that one that yeah, one's good. totally that was that's the kind of journalism every single person needs to interview these people like mm-hmm. that that has how it needs to go I even took it easy on Rob Goldstone <laughs> yeah. when he was on my show, and Avenatti was a dick. <laughs> he was. He was like, I'm not going to, don't ask me that. I'm like, all right, well, fuck, get the fuck out of my show. <laughs> all right, Eric Prince, Julissa Jordan, who are you going with? Brody. He's fucked. Yeah. Elliot Brody? Mm-hmm. That guy's I definitely in a lot really of trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Brody bunch, yeah. <laughs> How many kids? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. The Brody bunch is just all, all the women he's paid to have abortions. abortions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here's Sarah. <laughs> She's so gross. Yeah. He is. He's yeah. Oh. He's, well, he's, for a while we were saying maybe it was a cover up. Like maybe he was yeah. just sacrificing himself, but I doubt it. Yeah. No, it's believable that he's that gross. Yeah. 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 And he's, he's no martyr. None of He's got are. problems. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 99 problems. Yeah. And a bitch is like 12. <laughs> Why are they all pedophiles? <laughs> oh, I meant like 12 bitches were problems. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with Really, anybody old enough to get pregnant? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. No, Uh, I mean you didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Thank you. Allegedly. Uh, (laughs) Wrong time. (laughs) (laughs) How do these people just like pop back up again in real life? I don't understand. I don't know either. Witness protection. Yeah. (laughs) They all end up at like my blue heaven at the Applebee's. (laughs) 
<laughs> eating popovers. Yeah. But like Epstein, I, I just don't get it. It's fucking crazy. Sorry. Well, he's a whole other story. Yeah, there's yes. just a lot of sex trafficking, child pornography. Yeah. Uh, ugh, well, that's like people, rampant. you know, it's going to happen like that. Yeah, it's rampant in that circle. It's fucking disgusting. Speaking of that, I'm going to go with Pecker. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if you heard this story or not, but when I was a kid, I was about about 15 or 16, the movie Pecker came out. Really funny movie, uh, sort of. And (laughs) we had this thing called Movie Phone before the internet. Welcome to Movie Phone. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for dialing Movie Phone. And we would dial over and over again just, just to hear him say, You've selected Pecker. Pecker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That'd be a good Tinder line. <laughs> you are way yeah. too young to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan's like, yeah, a good funny, Pecker weirdo. joke, though. That's <laughs> She's like, why are they laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I grew up with the reference to movie phone. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You I think with, I've heard You of have it. the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have yes, I have Fandango. <laughs> Fandango. Is that even around anymore? Fandango? I think it is, technically. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. the bing of that kind of thing. So it's hanging <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not, not the first pick, right? I think bing is just for porn. Is it me? Okay, it's probably just me. <laughs> it's still, like, how is it existing if not the... <laughs> Fandango's, Fandango's for porn? Bing, bing. <laughs> yes. They should really switch. Try what? a different market. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're talking about Bing. Bing is for porn. Bing is for porn? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wait, but it doesn't change, like, it's still searchable in your history. That's true. <laughs> I gotta go, everybody. <laughs> Guys, when like, I die, everybody, like, rushes to clear their search history on there, like, <laughs> clearing out my search history. <laughs> when I die, I need somebody to go in and make my search history more interesting. <laughs> because it's like, why is my finger red? Who who is Stone? You know, just it, it's all just politics and like health problems or like <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on with my eyelashes or something. <laughs> so I need somebody to go in and spice up my internet search history when I. I die. got you, Ag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jaleesa, who's your second pick here? Weiselberg. Okay. Really. Oh, he was yeah. given uh, immunity, right, immunity. but pretty narrow. He's got limited use. Yeah, he's got limited Okay, immunity. okay. May I do you another? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, I think it's a good pick. I'll yeah. stand by it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I don't it. think Alan, you know what? Alan has, he's so much information. He's so valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's Colin like the, he's like the holy grail of Trump organization info. A grail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm channeling the, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark references because you started oh. that. Yeah, I know, and I took it. I took it to a point. Monty Python. I just. Uh, I believe it is Jordan's turn. My turn. Julian Assange. Oh yeah, yeah, good one. You With did. or without his cat. <laughs> With the bow tie. I would, tie. I would yeah, love to tie. see the first cat indicted. There. Oh yeah, that's my next <laughs> pick right there. You can't trust anything anymore. That guy's a genius, dude. He could have given his cat a brain. All a, the secrets, yeah. A different yeah. brain. <laughs> who kn- who he had knows? his buddy Elon Musk come in and uh, <laughs> Yeah, AI I've been working on cat. underground tunnels and cat a cute little bow tie, Is there a Twitter, yeah. uh, Assange's cat? <laughs> well, now there is. <laughs> yeah. Moo. 50-50, whoever does it. Um, all right, I'm going to go with... You took that. I got Pecker. I'm going to go with Seder. 
yes. Question. They postponed it, right? Yeah, they postponed his testimony. Uh, they postponed it because... <laughs> Too much shit? <laughs> uh, no, basically they were like, uh, we need, what was it, we're handing over the cases and stuff like that. We need time to hand over the cases. Right. Uh, and I think basically what's happening, and, and this is actually makes sense to me, is anybody who was going to come in and testify to Intel or, or uh, Judiciary Committees, now that the Mueller investigation is over... They, they can go to Mueller and say, what, did, what is the work you did so yeah. we don't double up on your work? Mm -hmm. And also, uh, n just to double check, we want to make sure we can ask these questions now that your investigation, they aren't part of an open, ongoing investigation for you. So they're just, I think, exchanging information because they want to just be the most efficient they can, honestly. I think they'll, they'll reschedule it. They'll that makes back. sense, yeah. Right. Pending Mueller's report, it's going to be a strategic shift, I imagine, in how they were going to proceed down that list. So. Well, they were very careful in terms of not wanting to overlap too much or impede upon what Mueller was doing. And so that's mm -hmm. the reason why they were being mindful of it. But mm -hmm. now it's a free-for-all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right, Jaleesa, who's your number three? Brittany Kaiser. CEO. CEO. Yeah, Cam Anna. Cambridge Analytica. <clears throat> One of them. They're, they have like they 90. They some shit. <laughs> There's a Wheatford guy and Nick's and they just so many. Now they have Emmer data, assholes. Um, all right, my turn. No, Jordan's turn. Yes, Tony Fabrizio. Ah. <laughs> Fabrizio. <laughs> yeah, we got in trouble for that. Someone emailed us and said that it's not okay for us to talk do the like Italian that. mob <laughs> impression. Yeah. Went, Fabrizio. But somebody <laughs> here said it was okay. So Tony Fabrizio. Putin. Putin. <laughs> that's true no one ever gives a shit for the russian accents oh yeah <laughs> that, that is and it is not so do fabrizio in a body. russian accent then. <laughs> there yeah. you go yeah, yeah fabrizio. problem solved ah, fabrizio. Fabrizio. fabrizio fabrizio yes you smell delightful but yeah it is significantly more entertaining to say it like oh that. yeah all right i'm gonna go with ami Oh, man. Julissa, you who's got your Patrick number four? Okay. We did a uh, Trump inaugural already? Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's still the Trump campaign. Yes. And there's still the Trump org. Trump org, please. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Police. <laughs> there's still some iteration of Trump Foundation go still around, too, by the way. That yep. lawsuit's still pending. It is. So mm -hmm. it's still around. Yes. Themes. <laughs> Jordan? Uh, Kushner. <laughs> oh, you dick. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's going to take a while. These no. are really, we make these week to week as if anything is actually going to happen <laughs> at that time. <laughs> but I know Kushner's been on the draft since 2017. Episode yeah. two. Rightfully so. Yeah, right. That's true. If anything, move him right, over onto the DL. With uh, the, Don, Donald yeah. Trump Jr., he should have been yeah, there. Yeah, we would a say long DTJ since yeah, forever, forever, since his conception. <laughs> In the womb. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is gonna I'm going to do a deep cut. I'm going to go Boyarkin. Oh. I don't know. I forget. <laughs> Sounds Russian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a senator who did some shit. And <laughs> now he's got to pay. Yeah, that's, that's really it. <laughs> Boy Arkin. Russian ex-spy pressured Manafort over debts to an oligarch. That's the... Okay. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oleg. Oleg. We're on a first name basis. Oleg Fabrizio. <laughs> Oleg Fabrizio. All right, Julia, so who's your last pick? Yeah, I'm going to take Junior. You can call it Katie. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Delicious. 
Okay. Excellent. Like, not like he's attractive, delicious. That's oh, no, no. <laughs> I meant like delicious, indicted, delicious. Yes, just to see deliciousness. Mm. Yeah. Someday. Seriously. Someday yeah. Eric Prince will be indicted. <laughs> All right, you guys. That is how we play the Fantasy Indictment League. You guys can play on Facebook. Sorry, it's on Facebook. Um, everyone, it is time for the interview. We are so excited, and we're so lucky to be joined by our next guest. She's a staff writer for The Atlantic. She's an MS, uh, MSNBC contributor. Her expertise in the Trump-Russia probe is unsurpassed. She's absolutely incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Natasha Bertrand. to a comfy chair. That was Pussy Riot, by That's the way, me. guys. <laughs> yes, we, we brought you up to Pussy Riot. Just <laughs> so you know. All right. Um, let's see. I wanted to ask you about, first of all, I wanted to ask you about the Butina, Butina questioning that happened back in January and how it wasn't about NRA money laundering. How is that? So I have to be very careful about how I discuss this because it was a weird kind of on background, off record conversation. But my understanding is that the NRA money laundering angle that was being investigated by Mueller reportedly at one point was not part of Butina's case. And I believe that's the, the conclusion that they came to because Mueller's team didn't ask her about that. Um, in their interview. And yeah, so it is a bit weird, but I think that the the one thing that they were really trying to talk to her about was like J.D. Gordon and like all of these Trump associates that she was kind of cozying up to during the election. Um, but the NRA thing didn't come up, apparently. Mm. And that's weird, right? Because Erickson wasn't, I think, I remember from a long time ago, he was in touch with Dearborn send an email with the subject line, Kremlin Connection, <laughs> yeah, don't about open the this NRA, email. right? So, I mean, yeah. you figure if you're, if you're going to interview the beauty, <laughs> you might ask her about the beast. Yeah, that's, that's actually, yeah, he's, Erickson sent Rick Dearborn an email, I think it was like May 2016, um, saying that, Putin really wants to have this good relationship with Donald Trump. He's very serious about it. And Dearborn, I think, forwarded that to someone else in the campaign. Not really sure what came of it. But of course, um, Alexander Torshin, who's the Russian banker, is close to Putin. He did end up, I think, chatting with um, Junior at the NRA event that summer. So there is a connection there. I just, I mean, I guess I, guess I just can't figure out why I ask about J.D. Gordon. I mean, they went to sticks together. <laughs> Remember that? We played Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto, when, the, when that happened. But, I mean, what are some of the other, um, maybe, things that that she might know about J.D. Gordon? You know, I don't know. I think they, like, went on a date, but she denied that it was ever anything romantic. I um, would, too. <laughs> <laughs> and... JD was like an ex-military guy, so he would seem, I mean, even Butina's lawyer like admitted that he would seem like a really good target for a Russian spy um, because he's kind of susceptible to flattery by younger women. 
Um, you know, he's, he's kind of like lost in the sea there. So she, the, the idea was that she was targeting him because he was a member of the campaign and because maybe he knew some secrets. But then her lawyer was like, but nope, that's not what she was doing. So guess we don't have any other explanation for that. Um, <laughs> but I think it, it seems pretty clear that she was at least trying to kind of infiltrate the, the campaign and, and like or influential it was Or it was a pity date? Oh, or, yeah, I mean, they, I think they went out a few times um, and she wrote him emails and was like, oh, you looked really good on TV today. Um, you know, your points were great. And he would like write to her in Russian. And yeah, it was Suck the up. language, <laughs> the language of love. <laughs> Russian. He is susceptible, isn't he? Oh my, incel. Um, I don't know how he found time out of his busy schedule of feeding his pet tarantula and blocking his fedora to go to sticks with Butina. <laughs> Uh, finally, I wanted to talk about a piece you put out today, incredible piece, you guys, in The Atlantic about whether Congress is going to get the full Mueller report and uh, the full Monty. Um, so maybe um, you could tell us, first of all, like what we know so far about the bar memo. Um, well, now there are two, well, the bar memo from Sunday or the bar memo, the bar letter from today. Right. Yeah, they're a letter, yeah, both, because I don't think yeah. we've talked about the today letter, which is amazing. Yeah, today's letter was like a complete walk back. Um, but so the the memo, obviously, from Sunday was just saying that Mueller had concluded that there was no conspiracy between the campaign and Russia and that there, Mueller had kind of not been able to decide um, whether there was obstruction that was committed. And the Democrats, the House Democrats, were really um, unhappy with that because they felt like it kind of gave Trump the head start before we even saw the full Mueller report. And as we've seen, he's taken full advantage of that, kind of going on this victory tour, um, which, you know, is, is a bit premature because the report is 400 pages long um, and it probably outlines a lot of bad conduct by Trump and the campaign. Um, but so, so the Democrats kind of, the, the senior Democrats in the House held a briefing for reporters yesterday and they said, you know, we're going to subpoena for this thing if we don't get it by April 2nd. Um, they said, we want all the grand jury material, and they're really pissed off at Barr because they don't think Barr should be redacting it outright. They think he should go to court with them and get a court order to release it to them. Um, but the Democrats are really, you know, they're, they're digging in on this. Um, they want to see the classified information as well, which maybe would only go to the Gang of Eight, but all members of House Intel really want to see it as well and think they're entitled to it, just because of the precedent that was set by House Republicans, right, in the last Congress when they asked for and they received all of these classified documents on Hillary Clinton, they received all of these classified documents on the Russia investigation. Um, so they're like, okay, well, if DOJ could hand over that stuff, then surely we can get things that are in, you know, in, in our oversight capacity in this, in this probe. Um, so that's kind of the strategy they're using. They're also using the strategy of, like, the... Watergate roadmap, which, you know, the, the grand jury material was handed over to Congress, and that eventually led to Nixon's impeachment, because it's it's really important, right? I mean, you're seeing all of the, the evidence, the witness testimony. I mean, this is key to understanding the findings. Um, so today, Barr puts out this other letter to Congress, and he says, look, you're going to get this by, you know, sometime in the next few weeks, mid-April. It's going to be seen by the public, too, but, oh, we're also redacting these four buckets of information, which is grand jury material, classified information, sources and methods, um, any material that may be 
damaging in, in for someone's reputation that might be a third party, which is a really interesting bucket that I imagine is going to spark a lot of controversy. Um, and the I'm last one be is, mad. yeah, <laughs> the last one is ongoing investigations. Um, but yeah, but that but that one that he mentioned about you know some some information possibly being derogatory about people who weren't charged is something the Democrats are already kind of foaming at the mouth over because they're like, well, like who do you consider a peripheral figure? Like, you know, I don't consider Trump Jr. or Jared Kushner to be peripheral figures in this. Um, if you met with a Russian, you're probably not a peripheral figure. Um, so, so they're a little bit cautious on that. Um, but overall, Barr said also that he this was not. The, the memo he put out on Sunday was not a summary of Mueller's findings. It was just the top-line conclusions and that he doesn't want anyone to think that it was comprehensive. Um, don't worry, bro. We don't. And then, and then I believe he went on to blame the media for mischaracterizing what he put out as a summary. Why, why do you right. think he amended that? Do you think it was his own conscience? Or... <laughs> <laughs> My understanding is that <laughs> he was not <laughs> he, he was not anticipating the blowback. Um, <laughs> that's that's my understanding of it. And you know, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that that actually you know experts who've studied this thing for this this you know special counsels and, and independent counsels for years have said like, look, public pressure is really what's going to make it's really going to make the difference here um because ultimately um the special counsel has different obligations the special counsel reports to the ag independent counsel like ken star reports congress um so yeah it really is going to be and i think the blowback that he faced really did it, it made the difference here yeah yes that's you guys that's you guys that's you guys <laughs> good job blowing back <laughs> um, it's fair do you think um, are you with me I think it feels like for on the obstruction piece um, do you think Mueller not drawing a conclusion on obstruction was more procedural not just that he didn't he couldn't figure it out on his own <laughs> that was my initial instinct was like okay maybe he figured he can't indict a sitting president anyway that it's against DOJ policy and so he was kind of like, well, I, I guess this is an unanswered question. We're not even going to try because he didn't even really try to subpoena the president for an interview. So if he was cautious in that respect, then why would he kind of try to go down the road of upending DOJ policy, which is not binding, but upending it just for the purposes of this? I mean, I imagine he'll lay it out, he'll lay out the evidence in the report, um, which, again, is like nearly 400 pages long. I mean, what is he filling that space with if not <laughs> like evidence of this stuff? Um, <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, Barr's decision to kind of co-opt that, while not necessarily wrong, because, again, Mueller reports directly to the AG, and the AG has the final say on this stuff, because it's the regs, and it was an overcorrection from the Star era, um, it's still seen as inappropriate, because Barr could have taken that and given it to the House. Um, so, so, yeah, I think, I think it, most people I'd speak to think it was a procedural thing. Yeah, and speaking of the regs, you, you quote Neil Kachal in your piece. He, he helped draft the special counsel regs in 1999. He said, the regulations set a floor, not a ceiling, on the amount of transparency. And I thought that that was just a really, really good point to make. Yeah, again, and Neil wrote them, and it, like he, it, it, it's, it's really all at the bar. Um, and, you know, Congress can issue a subpoena, but, like, you know, the marshals are going to go and, like, you know, enforce the subpoena, the DOJ, like, that's not going to happen, so it's going to go to the courts. 
and it's going to be this whole long protracted battle when Barr ultimately has the final authority and discretion to give, you know, to Congress what it wants. Um, and, you know, the grand jury material, by law, he has to redact, but again, there's a process he can go through with Congress to get that to um, lawmakers. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> it's, it's just interesting how history plays out. Like, this was an overcorrection again from the Star era, and now we're kind of facing the consequences of having a political appointee um, determine what the public is going to see from the findings of someone who's supposed to be completely independent <laughs> of politics. Um, so it's just, it's an irony. So, but the Dems feel there's really nothing stopping Barr from giving them the grand jury material. I mean, we've got the precedent, right? Um, and we've seen it. And so, and, and we've known for a while now that the White House hired like 17 lawyers and they were all just going to do executive privilege. Like that was their whole, that was going to be their whole game plan. And, and so it just seems like that's really the only obstacle to releasing the full report is what Barr and the president decide to take out of it. Right. And actually something else that was really interesting about Barr's letter today is that he th he's not going to actually give the report to the White House. Well, he said he has no plans to give the report to the White House. To but I'll do it spontaneously. Executive ah. privilege, right. Um, but, you know, the president, and he said, like, I'm relying on public statements from the president where he said that he, I have, you know, he has full confidence in me, basically, to do what I think is right. And Barr's like, okay, well, that being said, I guess I'll just go ahead and give this to Congress and the public without taking it to the White House first for executive privilege review. Um, whether or not that actually happens, I think people should, you know, be, like, aware of that, but, because he did say he has no plans to do it, um, but it's interesting that the White House isn't aggressively kind of coming in and, and asserting those privileges, um, that could, that, because that was something that Democrats were really afraid of, that the White House was pretty much going to scrub it before it went to the public, and it's, he seems to be alleviating those fears a bit now, so. But it, it, let's say he does, let's say at some, at some point, uh, Trump does assert, um, his executive privilege. Um, how, if, if we think that it's inappropriate, the, like if he redacts a bunch of stuff and, and we think it's inappropriate, is there a way, is there any recourse for that? Is there any way to litigate it? it would, the, would the Congress know that what he's taken out is not executive privilege? Like how do you even challenge that with Barr as at the head of DOJ? I don't, I, that, that, that might be a question for Katie. I don't know how that would be litigated. So the, the privilege issue can be litigated. It's just, it's problematic because there is a lot of discretion given in that privilege. I mean, there's a, it's a very broadly applied privilege and so it's a little bit problematic, but executive privilege has been tested in courts previously with Clinton, with Nixon, with other people. And so it, it can go and be litigated. Um, I think the fact that you're not going to see the assertion of executive privilege right now is, as you said, very telling, um, but it doesn't prevent him from doing it. But I think ultimately it'll end up having to be litigated if that's what they end up doing. Is it subject to the crime fraud protection? All privileges are subject to crime fraud exceptions. Okay. Yes. All right. So if, if somebody knows what he redacts is crimes, criming. <laughs> Crimey river. Then frauding and criming, criming and frauding, criming and frauding, criming and frauding. I, I, I suppose that that could be litigated then. Sure. Okay. All right. So there seems to be some sort of protection um, against that. So that's good. All right. Well, thank you uh, so much. The piece in the Atlantic is outstanding. Everybody, uh, please put your hands together for Natasha Bertrand, MSNBC contributor.
and staff writer from The Atlantic. And the thing I loved about your piece today is that you do, like you don't just start talking from what you assume I already know. Um, you you frame it and you give me a context and it, a I, lot of editors work. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, we were this for two years. You kind of just like get right into it. They're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so they kind of put that layer. It's helpful. Nice. Yeah. In fact, I think we were supposed to have a drink last night, and you were like, editing. <laughs> Love you though. Can't do it. Uh, anyway, we're so glad that you were here. And while we have you and Katie here, we would love now to bring back a fan favorite segment and take some questions. So, Renato, do you still have your own podcast? Yeah, it's complicated. What's so complicated about a podcast? That's the name of the podcast, remember? Oh, will you still be exploring topics that help us understand the week's news? You bet. But we'll have a new name because we're going to be working together to explore complicated issues that are dominating the news. Working together? Yeah, you're hosting it with me, remember? Oh, right. Wait, does that mean our podcast is going to have a steam mop segment? Let's not get carried away. But we'll discuss hot new legal topics, so check out our new episode coming soon to everywhere you get podcasts as well as YouTube. Ten minutes worth of questions. If you guys want to take uh, answer, ask a question, come on, line up here. Um, we can probably take about eight of you, I would say, maybe. So if anybody has a question, step right up for any of us. Wow! All of our fans are too polite. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hi. So I'm like. Joe Blow, housewife of three. I'm like outside maybe once a year. So I vote and then I protest with my WTF sign, which goes, works for every protest. <laughs> so other than listening to your protest and tweeting back at Donald Trump, what else can I do? What else is there? Like for the regular folk who have to do stuff for a living. I think right now the most important thing that we can do, even while we discuss and think about the Mueller investigation, we need to focus on 2020, uh, and we need to not have this be an issue in 2020. <laughs> have you heard? So, oh, I'm so sorry. So I sorry. think I just wanted to say really quick that I think that we, we found out today 75% now, it was 56% said that, that they didn't think that the bar thing meant that there was no collusion. Now it's 75% want to see the, full, the Mueller report. They, they aren't happy with Barr's memo. That number is just going to keep going up as they realize they've been fleeced, I think. Uh, but... And, but another 86% said that, this, that the outcome of this bar memo is not going to affect the way that they vote. And that's outstanding because um, we don't want it to. Because from here on out, it, it can only get worse for the president. 
uh, it can't get better for him. Uh, so I'm, I'm really happy about this. So what we need to do is we need to focus on 2020, focus on the issues, find a candidate, back them with everything you got, and we'll duke it out. And then we all just need to vote for whoever wins the friggin' Democratic nomination. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. There's, there's also, have you heard of Swing Left? Yeah, oh, yeah. Swing, swing Left is I awesome. Yeah. If you haven't heard of it, definitely go on that website. I think it's just swingleft.com. Yeah, we're at Swing Left on Twitter. Right. And then if you're in a district that is like a swing state, you know, or a state that's a swing state, they'll line you up with a campaign and then you can go out and do grassroots things. Or if you're not in that district or state, then you can still do stuff from where you are. So mm-hmm. it's a really great organization. We donated all of our proceeds from the calendars yeah. the first yeah, did. the first time to swing and, it's, and it was I mean I, I I I don't need to tell you guys how important it is that we get the flip the senate too but I mean just the just the midterm elections and flipping the house look at what we're now being can able I, to do Can I say one thing too yeah. from a legal perspective the reason why it's so important to vote Donald Trump is stacking the federal courts right, right now. Yeah. And and yeah. It's, it's he's doing it in a pretty stealth mode yeah, and bitch. and ultimately the decisions are, that are made as high as SCOTUS are made as a result of who's in office. And so that's the reason why the vote is so important. It transcends just what happens down the street. It's ultimately who ends up being the judge, because as we know, if the subpoena had been served to pull Trump in to testify, it would have gone to the Supreme Court, and it would have been decided right. by those justices, yeah. two of whom have been appointed by Donald Trump. And so it's really important to go out and vote so that you can actually get the kind of person that looks like you and I on the bench. Even on that, Mitch McConnell today tried to do a nuclear option about trying to put the, the to, oh, sorry, tried to like um, fast track even faster the judges I heard today that he wanted to get rid of so the rules. So there is no blue slip anymore. So it used to be that you had to have um, the top senators from each sta- in each state agree into what was happening in terms of the appointments. And it's not happening anymore that way because of the nuclear option that was invoked. <laughs> Um, and, and so that ends up just being a straight majority vote now in right. terms of who ends up getting appointments. Scary. Um, hi. Hi. Is that <laughs> Melissa? <laughs> um, Natasha, like, I'm a big fan of, like, and Andrea Chalupa and, oh, sorry, Gas and Gaslit Nation. And they said um, that you've been targeted um, in their last podcast that um, – that uh, that you you feel targeted as um, somebody that's continuously reporting on what's going on, and it's like I just feel that that Democrats are just like, please give us the report, please give us the report, and it's like, when are we gonna just be like Republicans? Like if this was happening with the Republicans, they would be like on the state on the you know outside of Nancy Pelosi's door, getting that report, and like I just go back and forth about how you feel like if we're are we too nice are we leading to the good guys do we have to get on their level sorry do we have to get into their level yeah i don't know um how i feel about it i don't ever want to be on that level i know but um i think that there's a right way to thank you i think there's a right way to do it and um i think sometimes the democrats are uh, need to grow a pair to be fair uh but i i think adam schiff has had just about enough of this fucking shit Thank God. And the speech that he gave the other day was just absolutely outstanding. If you haven't seen it, uh, it was yes. amazing. 
But did you, I just wanted to know, do you feel individually targeted? Because I see you every night and your reporting is excellent. And it's like, are they targeting her too? It's like, it's in scary. Sarah, I was in Sarah Sanders' Mueller madness bracket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. We didn't make the bracket. <laughs> WTF. I've never gotten so much hate mail after like that, until that episode happened. Um, who cares? Whatever. Right? Like, it, it's, it's the MO of this administration, so. Hello. Hello again, ladies. Hello. <laughs> Quick question about cases that are transferred to DC courts. Can they be pardoned, or are they have like the, uh, like how they can't be with state nope. cases? No, DC is they? federal, and anything that goes down there can be pardoned. So by Trump the president. could pardon any DC case? Absolutely. Trash. <laughs> But you know what? You know what? Go ahead and pardon that sorry-ass seven-and-a-half-year bullshit sentence for Manafort. I don't give a fuck because he is going to get some time from the state of New York. <laughs> Watch, he gets, like, he gets like a year. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Uh, I might be a little out of the news cycle today, but I know that MoveOn.org is considering a national day of action on April 5th if... William Barr does not present the uh, Mueller report uh, to the uh, to Congress on the April 2nd deadline. Uh, given today's news that uh, William Barr has made something resembling a commitment to provide the report by mid-April, uh, does it make sense to continue with the plan to hold that National Day of, 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 of protest on April 5th or to wait and see that well, uh, if, if MoveOn.org is keeping it on April 5th, even though we know that the report's going to come out in, in mid-month, I see absolutely nothing wrong with taking to the streets on this bullshit memo that he put out. <laughs> um, I would keep an eye on MoveOn. They, maybe they might push it back to, you know, April 20th. 420 would be a good day for a protest. <laughs> Why'd she look at us? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Wait, you say hello. You say it better. Thank you. Hello. <laughs> Crack mic team there. Um, hi, guys. Uh, first, I just want to say thank you, guys, all of you, for what you're doing in this. Thank you. It's, it's hard to stay sane in these times, but it's good to know people are out there looking out. <laughs> Um, so what I wanted to talk about, um, we, we guys have talked about in the past the whole deal with uh, Kushner's dad, with the 666 Fifth Avenue Satan building or whatever. The devil building. Um, <laughs> Chuck <laughs> I, and the there, devil there building. There was the, uh, the theories that uh, QIA was involved in that and that they might be the secret company. Um, I just want to get you guys' reactions. I don't know how up to the minute on the news you are, but it came out a few hours ago that in May 2017, Kushner flew to Qatar and threatened the ruling family about not doing that deal with his father. Hmm. And <laughs> Charles Kushner. That was awesome. Yeah, this just came out a few hours ago. So Papa um, Chuck flew to Cutter and in, in May of seventeen, shat on their carpet. In May of seventeen, uh, Jared Kushner apparently flew over there and yelled at them for not doing that deal with the father, or his father. Oh, and it was Jared. then, like ten days later, was when that thing about Saudi Arabia blockading Qatar happened, and everyone was like, "Yo, don't back them." And then Trump was like, "I'm gonna back them," and everyone was like, "Why?" And then apparently, when they decided to 
fund that thing after all is when Trump flipped back to, no, we shouldn't blockade Qatar. Yep. So besides the general reaction, my question is, how obvious does this stuff have to get before something <laughs> happens? <laughs> What's your name? Ryan. Ryan? Yes. Ryan, I've been fucking asking that question for a really long time. <laughs> We're sitting over here, three comedians from San Diego who started a podcast, and we know this shit, right? It's like, and, you know, again, it might not be the Cutter Investment Authority that's in this, you know, the, 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 that's the secret subpoena battle uh, company from country A, but it is. And, um, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, it's conjecture, but I'm right. But uh, I... I honestly, it's so obvious and blatant to me, I, and I didn't know, I just, now that I'm, I'm just, I didn't know that in May of 2017, Kushner went to uh, yell at the cutters. I bet, I bet you Tom Barrett oh, I can check. I bet you Tom Barrett knew favorite. as well. Love Tom Barrett. The evil oh. Can I put him on my league? He, he definitely needs to be uh, on got, that league. It got posted on Hill Reporter like three or four hours ago. I don't know where collaboration's going to come from. <laughs> Yeah. The devil building. Wow, that's incredible. That's just one more spoke in a very hearty wheel of shit we already kind of knew, right? That's amazing. Um, I, I I wish I had an answer as to why uh, more people aren't upset about that, but I think maybe when uh, we finally find out who the you know the company is from country A, maybe more folks will uh, take notice. But that's probably not going to be for a while since the grand jury is robust. <laughs> <laughs> they're working robustly in, on, on that and it's an ongoing investigation you got to remember it's not the company who wanted to keep themselves secret it was Mueller mm -hmm. so um, could be here a while <laughs> yeah. but thank you for your All question right. and thank, thank you, you for that right. piece of news Thanks, breaking guys. news hi I'm Taylor hey. um, also great question Okay, so just a quick question, and this is for each of you. If you could do fuck, kill, Mary, <laughs> Adam Schiff, Andrew McBabe, and James Comey. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, Adam who's the last Schiff? one? Comey. James Comey. James All right, Comey. So who's I the would, other one? I would marry McBabe. I would fuck I Adam Schiff. This. No, this is Mary. This is. Wait, 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 what was this? Mary fuck kill? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather <laughs> Comey. <laughs> what does Cardi B do? Okur? Right? That's not all she does. <laughs> yeah. Sferia Democratina. Okur? That's good. Mary okay, um, yeah, I would marry McBabe, sweetheart. I, I would fuck Comey. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who's left? What, what, what else is there? That means Adam you have Schiff. to kill Adam Schiff. I guess no. so. So be it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Okay. Jordan. Okay. I would, uh, I'd have to kill Comey because he knows too much. Uh. <laughs> he knows too much. I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry, I'm going to marry McCabe. Definitely. Yeah. He's, no, no. What? Mary, Mary Schiff. Fuck McCabe and kill this recent iteration of Comey in the redwood trees and shit. Whatever that is. Like the Zen, the Zen Comey? Yeah. Wow. 
Hard pass. That's what I would do. Nice. Oh, shit, fuck McCabe. You want to take a stab, or do you want to stay like, off? As record? like NSA is like honing in on us now. I'm, I cannot, unfortunately. My staff writing job is <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Taylor. That was that was really good. All right. Two more questions. Hi. 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 So I'm a wee bit older, and um, when I was growing up, I never saw or heard women or women of diversity speak as you, as you and lead political conversations. Mm -hmm. So happiness is having your voices first. <laughs> so. Happiness, <clears throat> happiness is being able to have the voice because of the path that you Thank you. Because yes. it's hard going right now, as you all know. But I think for me, that keep, gives me energy. And, uh, and watching you on MSNBC, I, I can't even believe it. Like, I look at my partner and we're like, look, a young woman. And um, <laughs> so, um, and, and you talking. guys, and your voice, and yeah. talking. <laughs> And only randomly does a man explain what she's saying. It's not all the time. So um, can you talk just a minute about how, one, you're going to take this further, because nearly she wrote, it's so important to all of us, but as, and, your, and, your, and your commentary and your writing. How do you take this further to help us um, continue uh, um, and not be not be sad <laughs> every day. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we're developing uh, the Daily Beans. And uh, that should be coming out soon. It's in development, and we've got a lot of wonderful women writing on it. Um, I also, um, you know, when I chose uh, Jordan and Jaleesa to help me with this project. Uh, I really see, I kind of see myself as a mentor. Um, I give you a lot of bad fucking advice, but, um, <laughs> yeah. so I want to do that. And I hope that at some point you guys do that too. I think mentoring is really important, um, for, um, for people. And, and finally, I mean, I, I just, I, I wouldn't have this voice if I didn't have people who would listen to it. So, a lot of this is you guys, too. Yes. So, thank you. Hello. Hi, good evening. Um, I want to add myself to the course in terms of uh, when your show comes out on Monday, it's the best part of the week, even though it's... <laughs> and I also want to add myself to the chorus of people who really do appreciate and actually want to hear female voices on these issues. And if it weren't for your show and Gaslit Nation, I would be lost, absolutely lost. Um, my question is, um, given the absolute plethora of bullshit that we have to follow every single day, I'm, I'm missing one particular turd, and that is... <laughs> What is going on, or who is owning, or is anyone even looking into the dots between Justice Kennedy and his son and Deutsche Bank? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. We've talked about it um, on our show, and it, it's pretty... I don't understand why it's not talked about more. I, I, I would like to see if uh, Natasha yeah, could put Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think that really hasn't been examined enough. Um, actually, let's... Should we, should we remind... <laughs> what, what are the dots again? It was like Kennedy... Reti- his son his was son involved with the with bank. Deutsche, Deutsche right. Bank. Right. <laughs> I almost said it. Yeah, don't you want to loan? Deutsche Bank. Yeah, yeah. Bank. He was the, the banker, I guess, or the organizer right. of the funds that, that uh, Eric Prince was involved in? Was that, was that the relation there, or... Who did? Who was Kennedy's son working for? Sounds like was Austin. Don't you want to loan? Wasn't yeah. he like also organizing someone's money in particular? I thought that was Trump's. the connection. Okay, so it's just Trump. Okay, yeah. So that's the connection essentially, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just forgot the main dude. So <laughs> uh, the idea being that Kennedy like owed the president this, right? And so yeah. He, yeah. What about that exchange in that video we saw recently, right, where uh, Kennedy and Trump are talking, and it seems like Kennedy Kennedy's like. In his, Tracks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was that? <laughs> 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 the like a thousand retweets of like, who reads lips? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's just messed up. And then you have the whole who paid off of Kavanaugh's debts. So I'm interested to find that out. Uh, it's just a whole big shit show. I don't know who's looking at it, uh, into it right now. And I think what I think the problem is to your point. The plethora of bullshit. There's, there's so, so much. much to investigate. So. That's um, an important one. Yes. It's yeah. a big one, but it's like, where do you prioritize it on the list of Russia stole democracy and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hard call to make, but it has to be made, prioritizing resources. I think we talk about that in, or well, McCabe does in his book that he wrote. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm all, we talk about that in McCabe's book. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, totally. Um, anyway, guys... Do you have any final thoughts? Are we doing a audience? Yeah, cool. Oh, okay. Then no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so no, much. Seriously, this yeah, has been the coolest. This is the night. funnest thing ever, and the fact that we get to do this is incredible. And thank you so much to our panel guests. Hell and yes, thank you guys. Yeah, Gosh, this is yes. yeah. See. Yeah. No, yeah. Ditto. Thank you guys so much for actually caring about this story, and thank you for doing this podcast, which has been so helpful and amazing for so many people. Um, and yeah, just thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming out. Okay, before we get out of here, we're going to do our favorite thing. Uh, and uh, this is our first show, except for the one we did in July of 2018. Yeah, a long time ago. It was yeah. a long time ago. Some friends of ours at the comedy store were like, hey, you want to do a show? And we're like, yeah, we'll do a show. So we did a show. And <laughs> <laughs> this, this was the best part. I mean, everything, there's so many good parts, but this is my favorite part. I'm going to divide you up into three groups. You guys, like from here, like seat three here, you guys. <laughs> you guys, except for one row, and then you guys. It's not even. Whatever. Spill it out. I'm really good at math, but I didn't want to go like, all right, three seats in, four back, you over here. <laughs> and I want you guys to sing the Manafortis fucked ringtone. Yeah. 
So I'm going to give you your notes. You guys are fuck. 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 Thank you guys. I want to thank Katie Fang for joining us tonight. From the Atlantic, Natasha Bertrand. Thank all of you. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Our marketing consultant and social media manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our subscriber and communications director is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG, and research assistance by Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joelle Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is MullerSheWrote.com. Hi, I'm Dan Dunn, host of What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn, the most wildly entertaining adult beverage-themed podcast in the history of the medium. That's right, the boozy best of the best, baby. And we have the cool celebrity promos to prove it. Check this out. Hi, I'm Allison Janney, and you're here with me on What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And that's my sexy voice. Boom. Boom is right, Academy Award winner Allison Janney. As you can see, celebrities just love this show. How cool is that? Hey, this is Scotty Pippen, and you're listening to The Dan Dunn Show. And, wait, hold on. The name of the show is what? All right, sure. Scotty Pippen momentarily forgot the show's name, but there's a first time for everything. Hey, everyone, this is Scoot McNary. I'm here with Dan Dunn on What Are You Drinking? What's it called again? Fine, twice. But famous people really do love this show. Hi, this is Will Forte, and you're, for some reason, listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. What do you mean for some reason, Will Forte? What's going on? Hi, this is Kurt Russell. Listen, I escaped from New York, but I couldn't get the hell out of Dan Dunn's happy hour. Please, send help. Send help? Oh, come on, Kurt Russell. Can somebody out there please help me? I'm Dita Von Tees, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. <laughs> Let me try one more time. Come on. Is that right? What we're no, drinking? It's amazing. It, it's it amazing. Right, it's just... Is it right? Ah, that's better. So be like Dita Von Teese, friends, and listen to what we're drinking with Dan Dunn, available wherever you get your podcasts. MSW Media. Hi, this is John Cryer, and I am hosting a new seven-part true crime podcast called Lawyers, Guns, and Money that'll challenge everything you think you know about U.S. covert operations and presidential misconduct. 
From Jack Bryan, the director of American PSYOP, comes the incredible true story of John Mattis, a newly sworn in Miami public defender in the 1980s who has found himself completely in over his head. I step off the plane and there is a van with a couple guys with Uzis. And one of them in broken English said, welcome to Bogota, John. Mattis's first felony defendant has been arrested for having a machine gun and tells Mattis a dangerous secret. He was shipping arms into Central America on behalf of the CIA. As a first-time lawyer, I want to act like I know what I'm doing. But with the help of a Colombian drug smuggler... How much money the CIA raised by hitting up drug dealers? A lot of money, millions of dollars. An Alabama mercenary... They were prepared to die to the last man. I saw this in them. I saw the fire in their eyes. And they made me their war chief. And a newly elected senator, John Kerry. We are looking at allegations of drug running, gun smuggling, conspiracy to commit murder and murder itself. He'll fight to free his client. The judge said, show me in a courtroom how we were at war. Expose an illegal war being run by the White House. I mean, I wanted him involved, but I didn't want to be on record as doing it. And somehow stay alive in the process. I just escaped a kidnapping by the CIA in Costa Rica. This is Lawyers, Guns, and Money. So you have a man in an Armani suit standing in the bow of a boat with a rocket launcher and says, if I lose sight of you, I will launch. You will be vaporized. Available everywhere starting October 29th, or get it ad-free and early starting October 22nd at lawyersgunsandmoney.supercast.com. There you'll find bonus episodes along with exclusive content. Subscribe now.